So today's sponsor is Anchor. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It's super simple how I love it. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple, Spotify, and whatever other podcast channel you like to listen to podcasts on. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And you guys, it's pretty much everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you're thinking about starting a podcast soon, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I promise you won't regret it. Running a 10K in the Florida heat can be challenging enough, but two days after 18 miles, was it worth it? Find out coming up next here on the Runpreneur Podcast. Hey guys, what's up? And welcome back to the Runpreneur Podcast with me, your host, Sierra Carter. And honestly, it's a really beautiful week coming up here in Florida. So, of course, this podcast is taking place in sunny Florida, where people think it almost never rains. And you know what? We get rain all the time, but it's on its own schedule. So you know what? Every day is a beautiful day here in Florida. But it is one of those busy weeks where it's hard to go out and enjoy the weather. Like today was a beautiful 70 like three degrees and for most of you it's summer weather I know 73 degrees is sounds really hot in summer weather but it's a beautiful beautiful 73 degrees and I wasn't really able to go out and enjoy it because there's just so much going on this week too many projects coming up so this week just future events if you're in the area in the Melbourne area and you're over by Florida Institute of Technology There is a Lunch and Learn at Florida Tech about financial empowerment that I will be giving to all the College of Business students. So it's pretty much going to be based on presenting to the students how to make their money work for them and also finding ways how to utilize different tools to get out of debt, specifically student loans, because we know that there's a student loan crisis going on right now. People are coming out of college not being able to repay their student loans as quickly, and I just... This is definitely a big hot topic area that I want to cover, and I'm going to be giving a presentation over at FIT. Now, other future events coming up. Next weekend, The Runpreneur, I will be bringing this podcast over to the We Mean Business Expo at Florida Tech CAI building, which is over off of NASA Boulevard, so if you're looking for it, at Florida Tech itself. It's not going to be over at Florida Tech. It's actually off at NASA Boulevard. So if you guys aren't doing anything next Saturday, the 29th from 10 to 2, come see me and you can sign up, be on this podcast, share your story, and also win some free raffle prizes. And if you want to, you know, go to the beach afterwards because I'm always an advocate for going to the beach every single day. So that's really what's coming up this week and event-wise. And of course, if you come to classes this week, classes are now going to be at 6 p.m. Wednesday nights at Fitness on 5th. And we're starting a fitness boot camp on the beach at 8.30 a.m. every Saturday over at Bicentennial. So come join us then. If you're looking for classes to get involved with in the community, again, we're in Melbourne, Florida. But... Other than that, there's not really any races coming up to look forward to other than the Gateway to Space race, which is in about three weeks. I'm not going to even talk about or get ready for that. It's it's a 10K. It's going to be on the Kennedy Space Center. 
I think shuttle runway. That's exciting. That's going to be a new view. So that's coming up. But honestly, I'm really just more focused with Boston nine weeks out. So today's officially the nine-week mark out from Boston Marathon. I can say training's been going really well. It's I've been able to hit the long runs. I haven't I've probably missed maybe eight miles the second week on my mile count, which wasn't too bad for you know what was going on that week. And honestly. I'm feeling good about it. I did a 10K yesterday, which this is honestly, that's what I'm going to review. And it felt, everything feels great. So you know what? Hopefully no injuries and everything's smooth sailing from here on out. So I just want to do a quick congratulations to everyone else listening to this. If you didn't do the race here in Melbourne and you did a race somewhere else, congratulations. No matter where you did, where you went, if it was a 5K, 10K, half, or full marathon, maybe some of your ultra ultra runners are even listening in, and maybe you completed one of those two, congratulations. You guys are absolutely incredible getting up early in the morning, on the weekend, and running. We don't give anybody enough credit for doing that, so good job. Alright, so let's go ahead and get started talking about the race this past weekend. The race this past weekend was called the Eye of the Dragon 10K and Tale of the Lizard 2-Miler. And honestly, I'm not sure how many years this race has been around, but there was a while that every time this race happened, it literally happens right down the street from my house and I would always miss it. I would always forget to sign up for it and I'm not quite sure why. I just would completely miss it until I was running by and I saw everybody else running. So I've always been determined to run this race. I ran it last year. It went pretty well. And then I ran it this year and I signed up for the actual challenge. Now, I didn't know they had a challenge last year, which is probably why I didn't sign up for it. So the race takes place in Melbourne, Florida. And if you haven't been to Melbourne, Florida... We get booted. I was like, you know, one of the safest places, nicest places to vacation. We're right down the street from Cocoa Beach. So we're not as commercial and touristy as Cocoa Beach is, but we're still beautiful. Our beaches are beautiful. It's always sunny here, and the people are really awesome. So the weather was, I've heard some people say it was like 71 degrees. I thought it was just nice and cool in the 70s. You guys are laughing that... Low 70s is cool for us here in Florida. That's very true. But when you're used to running in the humidity, 70s is beautiful. It was clear skies. I thought it was going to be foggy because the past week and a half, it's just been thick fog thick fog in the morning. But it was really nice and clear skies. And honestly, it was perfect weather for running. It was a little hot. Definitely got a little bit hot towards the end, especially when if you, if you did the challenge and you did a two-miler that started at 8.30. If you've been to Florida, you know 8.30 is just not a good time to start any race or outdoor activity. It's just not. The sun's up. It's getting hot. So before I move on, I just want to I want to talk about leading up to the race because this race was a little bit different. So now that I'm in the Boston training, I've been taking a lot of these 10Ks, 5Ks, half marathons as practice runs and practice races because it's not I can run every single day but if I'm not in a race setting I'm not sure how I can react to different circumstances now leading up to this run I was determined I didn't have a goal set in my head of time but I was determined to make sure I set my routine for race morning 
because your routine race morning is so important. And I want to go into that later on in a different podcast about the habits, because if you know anything about Michael Phelps and all his habits, habits are crazy powerful and routines, not so much habits, but routines are. But leading up to this, I was determined. So I've had, I used to have a race routine and for a while my life just kind of went crazy and I couldn't get up in time to do this race routine so I stopped doing it but I'm determined to get back to it because it's how I qualified for the Boston Marathon and now I got to get back into it to run the Boston Marathon so leading up to it I did I was proud I got a good seven hours of sleep and we got to the place about an hour early just because of parking Now, mind you, I live five minutes down the road from the start line. It's about three and a half miles. I could have run to it. I just didn't feel like doing an extra three miles on top of the eight after running 18 miles two days before this race. Right. 18 miles. I was shocked that my legs could even move during this race. But we got there an hour early, and I usually, I go, I know a lot of people at different races, so it's a lot of fun. You know, I get to run and see different people. But before I left the house... My usual routine is to slowly wake up in the mornings, like before a race. So I wake up about an hour before I even have to leave. I wake up, I read, um, I have quite a few things that I read while I'm laying in bed, just trying to wake myself up, move my body, and then I'll get up, I'll go to the bathroom, brush my teeth, all that regular stuff. And then I kind of, I like to listen to podcasts a lot. So I put in some podcasts or audiobooks often when I'm trying to wake up. Because music, it just, don't try to pump me up in the morning. I slowly, I'm, I'm a natural waker-upper. I don't usually eat breakfast, but sometimes, like, if I do, I have a go-to either a protein bar or this time it was, like, a biscuit with jelly. I really like biscuits and jelly, so that's what I ate this time around because I was pretty hungry. The night prior, I didn't have as much food as I wanted to just for a race. I did have a pizza that I made myself. I usually have it on pita bread, crust, basil, pesto sauce. It's disgustingly healthy as a pizza, but it to me it's still a pizza. And I usually eat it right before a race because it's real easy on my stomach without the red sauce. Because I can't do red sauce. But I, I did wake up on time, so I was pretty proud of myself for that leading up to this race. But... I just still felt lost, like there was something missing. And it wasn't until about five minutes before the race was going to start, they had us lining up, that I realized what was missing in my morning routine. And that was, I didn't even set set myself a time goal for this race, which is usually weird. Usually I go in saying, you know what, I want, you know, for a half marathon below an hour and 45 minutes. But for this race, I just woke up to go wishing the best because my legs were pretty sore from 18 miles two days before. So about three minutes, and I remember this, I remember this clearly, three minutes before the race, I looked at my watch and I told myself, you know what, I'll do 45 minutes for a 10K, which 45 minutes is a solid, like maybe 7.15 pace. And I kind of thought to myself, I might be pushing it because my legs are sore, my body's a little fatigued, and I'm honestly just kind of exhausted. But I'm going to try anyways. So going into the race, honestly, it flew by. So the first mile was fast. I probably looked down. I was pacing a 6.55 or a 6.55 time. So six minutes, 55 seconds per mile was my first mile time. And I was really proud because I've never paced that for any mile. 
so that gave me a little bit of confidence and I started pushing the second mile. Now the second mile was kind of dreadful because my inner ankle did start to hurt and I didn't know if I had twisted it, if I was running on it wrong. I know some people are going to say that's a sign you need new shoes, but I just got new shoes. Something was going on with the way my feet or my foot was hurting. But in all honesty, again, do as I say, not as I do. I just kind of pushed past it because I wasn't going to let this stop me in the way of my goal. Because when I set myself a goal, it's going to happen. So that was mile two. Mile three, the pain kind of subsided and I was just kind of getting tired. But I kept going. I was still pacing a good 7.15, 7.10. Slowed down a little bit from the first mile. But yeah, that's all relative. And then the third mile. And this is where if I were to rate the course... It would probably be a nice eight because the course is beautiful along the river and over the causeway, but they leave the causeway to the end of the race. And when I got there at the race, not changing the subject, we were talking about how how nice it would be if they had us run over the causeway and back first and then back out through the streets instead of have us run the streets and leave the causeway to the last two miles because it is brutal. It is brutal when you have to, when it's not so much the distance, the distance is okay. If you were to throw in a causeway and that like a half marathon, it's a little bit easier. But when you throw in a causeway at the end of a 10 K 10 Ks are relatively fast. People are, are trying to get fast times on a 10K because it's like that perfect amount of distance where you're not exhausting yourself running 13 to 26 miles, but at the same time, it's not a 5K, you still got distance. So you really want to push yourself for a good time on a 10K. Now, putting that causeway at the end of a 10K where you're really pushing yourself on time is brutal. And let's add the Florida heat and it probably 7.30 weather which is getting close to, you know, feeling like it's 80 degrees outside. That's brutal. So at the end there, I could definitely felt the heat hit my face. I felt my body start overheating. And I, I had water, but again, it's Florida. The water's even warm when you drink it. And I had Powerade, but to me, I don't need Powerade usually till I'm doing like a half or a full marathon. So I really didn't bother with that. Now, there were some things that I didn't really anticipate with this race that happened. And that was definitely the ankle and also that my legs worked after 18 miles. So overall, it was a really good race. And I did end up with like a 40, I think my time came out to 45 minutes and 17 seconds. So I was within the goal. I was within 45 minutes, which I was really proud of. It's a 718 pace for 6.2 miles after 18 miles two days before. I mean, that's right there is... 24 miles within 48 hours I was pretty happy with myself and then on top of it I did the challenge so there was a dueling dragons challenge and it was an extra two miles and honestly my legs felt like they were going to fall off in that two miles I've never run such a long two miles but I still came in first so it's it's just about pushing yourself but it kind of goes back and I want to bring this point up your body always resorts to the training you had. So your body is going to do what it's trained to do. And I've thought to myself, oh, come on. You've gotten through worse than just these two miles on your sore legs. Like, you haven't even reached 26 miles yet. At the end of th this two miles, technically in 48 hours, you've reached 26 miles. But you haven't reached it yet, so why are you complaining? And that thought kept me going. So... I kept going, ran down the hill, 
Hilly got speed, and it was awesome. Now, a few things if you're looking for a 10K to run, honestly, I would definitely, definitely recommend this race. Because, again, the first half of the course is flat. It's beautiful, it's flat, and it's at the beautiful time of the year. Last year, it was perfect weather. It was cooler and foggy. So when you did go over the causeway, the sun wasn't even out yet, which made it so nice. But this year is a little bit hotter, but it's always at a beautiful time of the year. February, March are gorgeous years or gorgeous months in Florida. So definitely consider it for that reason. The second reason is you're really not that far from the beach. If you're coming from out of state, out of town, you're not far from the beach. You can just go head over to the beach afterwards. There's nothing stopping you. Honestly, you could run to the beach. It's probably within two miles. So instead of lapping back on that two miler, just kept, keep running to the beach and you'll still get the two mile two mile time that you need but other than that that's really that's really all there was to this race it was a beautiful race and a great training training race to show me what I can do on tired legs so moving on to the next section just things seen on in the Instagram about running. Last week, since it was Valentine's Day last Friday, I want to bring up one thing that I saw a lot on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter about the races that people were running last weekend. Not just the Cupid-themed races, because those are totally adorable, but the fact that a lot of people were getting engaged at the end of marathons and half marathons. So I just want to shout out to all those happy couples you guys are adorable and definitely goals. And I hope, you know, if somebody were to propose to me, that's probably the way I'd love to go to there. So that is incredible, especially the couple at Austin. There was one circling Instagram that came up several times. A couple at Austin got engaged at the end of the race, and it was absolutely adorable. So congratulations, you guys, and happy Valentine's Day to you. So thank you guys so much for listening today. I'll be back here again on Friday for Weekend Warrior, Warrior Tips and how to relax but get the work done you need. Because some of us might be workaholics and just work through the weekends. I'm guilty of that. And if you know me, you know I'm guilty of that. So we're going to talk about some tips and maybe how to relax. And I might have somebody here on the podcast with us. But if you enjoyed today's episode, episode number two, make sure you go and subscribe wherever you're listening to on it, on Google, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and head over to our Facebook and Instagram page for more content, content and updates. Go ahead and like our page, give us a thumbs up, and leave your review. Thank you guys so much. Run your lives the way you want to. I'll see you here again next time. Bye, guys.